You know how hard that is to tell somebody you're too old to insert thing here? Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed. It uh, looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. All the news that will help you win your Monday between now and 10 p.m. And uh, our long national nightmare is over. The Chinese uh, spacecraft, the Chen Chiangong 2, uh, did in fact, I guess some of it actually made it to the Pacific Ocean uh, to the west of Chile which is evidently an actual country in South America. And so it's somewhere in the, uh, in the uh, southeast Pacific off the west coast of Chile. And so far, there's some pictures. Uh, there's like, you know, streaky meteor stuff across the sky and things like that. But uh, otherwise, it didn't hit us. The most important thing of all world news, and especially all uh, news in the United States, does it affect Los Angeles? I know we're not the epicenter of news. Uh, that's why we always see snowstorms in New York taking precedence over, you know, rain in L.A. Like, that's not a big deal. But, uh, no, it didn't hit anywhere north of the equator. So we, uh, we frankly don't care. Um, I pretty much win Have You Seen a Free Couch. I, I uh, just tweeted it out, and I started the hashtag, hashtag Have You Seen a Free Couch. Of course, this is the Southland's favorite new game. We all see furniture from Santa Barbara down to Santa Barbara, uh, I mean, from Santa Barbara down to San Diego, on all of our major interstate freeways, sometimes in cities, on my way to work, I was I was bereft of nominations. I was driving here today, saying again, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm zero for seven. Uh, Chappé now is like three and zero. Um, Joey producer Joey Murata uh, is won two weeks in a row. Uh, engineer Josh uh, had had like a two week winning streak going. Then the Dodgers started their season. We have, we live in dense population. I, I guess that's true. But, man, I got to say, I got a winner. Oh, man, I just T- saw it now. Tonight, on my way to work, I got a winner. It looks like an entire living room set of matching, reclining, uh, multi-cushion uh, barca loungers. No rat holes? It looks good? Uh, there's some upholstery problems. Oh, okay. But I <laughs> was really duct tape blown away. And, and it was in front, I got to say, it was in front of a... Sort of a middle classy kind of you know uh, uh, up on the hillside, uh, a mountain house, and so uh, I I was blown away. If anyone's interested, I'll give you the the cross streets and where to find it. It's a bit of a hike for most people. It is uh, it's the Antelope Valley, it's Palmdale. When you see that, don't you sometimes go, "What took them so long to throw that out?" I kinda, I you know, like what was the line? You know, one <laughs> the one the you have the entire set. One of them got ripped. You wait till like two or three of them get ripped. Then you put them all out. There's a set. It's almost like they're hoping that they'll be adopted as a set. But anyway. It's the Sears van didn't show up. So if anyone out there listening to Super Hyper Local Sunday can outdo what I have nominated at hashtag have you seen a free couch, then you are abs- – I'm keen to see. You're absolutely welcome to uh, to nominate it. Uh, right now as we speak, where we are here on the, on the backside of Griffith Park here in Burbank, we look up. Um, at what's it called, Mount Verdugo, whatever the hell it's called, the the mountain that the Hollywood sign's on. And below that, of course, is Griffith Park Observatory and the Griffith Park uh, Complex. Here on this side of the mountain is Travel Town, which is a, a really cool train museum 
there, and apparently a group of kids crossed a chain link fence into an abandoned building. One of the, one of the kids said to be, I guess, a thirteen uh, year old yeah. boy was stomping on a, a piece of lumber, a plank or something that was uh, covering what what they didn't know was there it was a hole. He fell through the hole. There was water draining out of there right now into the L.A. River. There's a there's a brand new city of L.A. cistern that was just completed there, a drinking water cistern. But there it's a it's a water runoff facility. Water running out of uh, Griffith Park. There is still residual water after last week's rain. They said that uh, water was running around uh, six to ten miles per hour. So they've been searching for this boy as you're coming up I five. If you're if you're northbound or southbound. I-5 and you're approaching uh, Griffith Park or you're coming up to Dodger Stadium, then you're seeing uh, there's helicopters in the air, news helicopters, things like that. They actually had to have the news helicopters back off because they were making too much noise. And I was at Burbank's favorite beef and veggie bowl place, Yaki's, down down, uh, Alameda. And I was wondering why the Channel 7 helicopter was just hovering in place. And I thought, well, it's not a pursuit. But that's what it was, is that L.A. Fire had them back off. Here is uh, our friends down the, down the street at Channel 7 with uh, the report. Located this 13-year-old, I want to bring in live LAPD Sergeant Bruno Lahaz. Explain where these kids were when all of this happened. Yes, ma'am. Uh, there's an empty shack right behind us. We believe it is a maintenance uh, building that was abandoned, and it was a chain link. It was protected by a chain link. Um, about four to six kids went over the, the fence and they started playing inside, jumping around uh, on top of different wooden planks. Uh, one of them gave weight, uh, uh, exposing a large hole, uh, and it's a point of entry for a uh, draining pipe with moving waters of approximately maybe between six to ten miles per hour. And how big is that pipe that he went down? The pipe itself, the, the hole itself was about maybe uh, three by three. The pipe itself, I don't know, ma'am. But large enough. So apparently it's big enough for him to fall down into the flowing water. He gave, uh, the same officer gave a little better explanation to uh, Channel 5 KTLA. There were four, there were four to six kids playing around in the empty shack. One was jumping on top of a wooden plank, uh, perhaps not knowing that led into a pipe, into a draining pipe. Uh, the plank gave, the wood broke, and the kid fell right through it. So what, what happens is kid goes down there, water apparently, if he's knocked unconscious or whatever, we don't know, uh, the water flows out to the L.A. River. As, as you're coming down uh, 101, if you, if you choose to keep going west and you get on the 134, you pass right by Traveltown, and on your left is the L.A. River as it joins uh, more and more uh, streams. As, and then as, uh, when, where 134 and 5 meet, then uh, you're going uh, almost paralleling the L.A. River. There is drainage water in the L.A. River right now. It, it, it is actually flowing. That'd be right, at, uh, right around Colorado. Yeah. And then it starts you know, going past Los Feliz. Right. Um, and, and it builds up speed because there's more rainwater still pouring in there. It's only been a week since we had that rain. And so now it's dark, and uh, they're, they don't know, you know. They're searching the entire length. Of the L.A. River. It's been more than three hours. Yeah, and and and, and uh, three hours at 10 miles an hour. Oof. Worst case scenario um, is, you you know, you're looking 30 miles down towards the mouth of the L.A. River. Uh, but uh, so anyway, that is what's going on. That's what you're seeing. Uh, hundreds of fire department are uh, searching the L.A. River as we speak. Uh, adjoining uh, agencies, uh, Glendale, Burbank, the others are joining in with 
their swift water rescue gear and, and the whole thing. Uh, and obviously, the longer this goes without a positive result, the, the less likely a positive result uh, becomes. So that is what's happening, uh, and that's what you're seeing uh, here in the uh, the LA area. Um, uh, all right, well, uh, well, 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 actually, you know what? Here, uh, locally, here's a combination I haven't seen. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a new thing for 2018. It's the old cockfighting hash oil farm. Um, the cock, a cockfighting operation and THC extraction lab was found in Victorville. And, he'll, and I love this. This is from uh, Channel 7. I forgot their call letters. Um, Channel 7 says, quote, an illegal cockfighting ring and THC extraction lab. Oh, really? This, so how do I get licensed on that one? <laughs> that's, that's curious. And, and you know what? It's, it's funny because we just adopted out of the uh, L.A. County Animal Shelter in Lancaster, we just adopted a rescued cockfighter. Really? And, yeah, he's about a year old, and we didn't know this, but our neighbor looked at the breed and said, oh, yeah, I grew up in that uh, culture, if you know what I'm saying, and that is the, that's the chicken that my, my dad used to raise uh, for, for cockfighting. And then there was another, there was a female from the same whatever group that was also, that we just uh, rescued as well, so he's got a pair. Do they play well with others? Well, they- uh, I don't know, maybe he was kicked out because he doesn't play well. Our main rooster kicked his ass, and so they've already understood where where each other's borders are but but that's the picture of the illegal cockfighting operation there's a picture of the uh, almost exactly the the rooster that we just rescued about a month ago wow it's cra- we uh, we were i didn't know that there was a, a particular breed but and by the way for the record uh we're not fighting him so because it's illegal so but, the one that, that was already in your house beat the one that was trained to fight yeah he he knew the territory in the area of the spurs so he kind of just said you don't want any of this <laughs> Back off! I saw all of them first, and, but he let him. He has his own, his own uh, harem, ah. uh, as as we say. But the uh, the man in Victorville around 8 a.m. Friday, sheriff's deputy searched a search warrant at a, at a home on Begonia Road regarding an illegal bird fighting operation. During the search, authorities also found the THC extraction lab and a marijuana grow operation. 325 plants, 40 pounds of processed marijuana, three pounds. Of concentrated THC. This is the deal where they shoot butane through the buds of the marijuana, and what's extracted is the hash oil in in drops out of plastic bottles. This is why garages blow up in Malibu and Pacific Palisades because rich people, their kids, want to want to sell hash oil. There's feathers everywhere. Yeah, to uh, to the SAEs and and the Sigma Chi's at USC. What? Um, and so, so, so garages blow up in rich neighborhoods in LA. Well, out in Victorville, this dude got three pounds of concentrate. KFI AM six forty one stimulating talk. Super hyper local Sunday. Brian sits in here until ten p.m. Happy April Fools, everybody! And that was not an April Fools. That actually was me effing up. Um, so from the north, the, uh, California Highway Patrol, uh, has, uh, uh, well, they have reason to believe that a crime occurred, uh, but they have no suspects because they think that who, whoever committed the crime is dead. Uh, from Woodland, Washington, the speedometer in the car of the Woodland, Washington family who died in a crash in Mendocino, the speedometer was, quote, pinned at 90 miles per hour, uh, indicating to CHP that the vehicle was running and in motion just prior to hitting the rocks below, according to 
Court documents, a search warrant was served at the home of Jennifer Jean Hart and Sarah Margaret Hart. On Thursday, the search warrant affidavit was granted in Clark County, Washington, in connection with this investigation for items including travel itinerary, bank records, cell phone records, credit card billing statements. No details have been released. The couple purchased the home May of last year um, and previously had lived in Oregon. So you recall this last week, the Hart's and at least three of their adopted children, but they believe all six of the adopted kids were killed after Jennifer Hart drove off a cliff near Highway 1 PCH uh, in the Westport area of Mendocino County on Monday. Uh, They were not immediately found. They don't know what time it exactly happened, but the vehicle was cold when it was found. Uh, Their three other adopted children were believed to be in the car, though their bodies have not been located. Court documents state... CHP investigators found, quote, no acceleration marks, tire friction marks, or braking furrow marks at the scene. No indication that it was anything but an intentional act. Now they're saying Jennifer, though, before because tonight they were saying they're not saying who yeah. which parent was behind the wheel. Uh, and and so, uh, I, and I don't know how they would know that unless it was something about the layout in, in, in the wreckage. And... Um, if you're asking, well, if it, if it went off the cliff, how do they know where the speedometer was pinned at? Well, your vehicle, if your vehicle was made in about in the last 10 years, you have effectively a black box in your vehicle. And it is a, 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 just like a black box. It's a loop. And it's like a two-minute loop or whatever. And so if you tell an insurance company that you were standing still and you were T-boned, they can access data in, in your vehicle – and they can find that actually you were moving 20 miles an hour when you were struck or whatever. So they they know the uh, the, the speed that the vehicle was going. This is from a, uh, a Fox affiliate up in southern Oregon. New details are emerging about the crash in Northern California, which killed a local family. Two women and their three children were killed, but three more children remain missing, presumed dead. Fox 12's Marja Martinez joins us live in studio with what some new documents reveal about this case, Marja. Liz, I have in my hands here the 12-page search warrant, and the essential question here is still, why did the Hart family's SUV plunge off this cliff in Northern California? And while these new documents don't answer that they do tell us that SUV could have been going 90 miles per hour when it did. The SUV landed on the rocky Pacific shore 100 feet below. Investigators believe Sarah and Jennifer Hart and all six of their adopted children were inside at the time. Crews are still searching for the bodies of three of those children. So here's the thing about this family. If you don't know the the shtick of this family, and I'm not quite sure what the, the, the two... Uh, women did uh, for for a living, but they adopted six kids, uh, six either uh, mixed race or African American kids, and their shtick. When I say shtick, I mean they they went around basically like everything from social justice protests um, to Earth Day or whatever, and they went around as a pack. And it it would appear that these women were almost addicted to the attention. They were addicted to the virtue signaling of of uh, look at what we've done. We've adopted these these poor kids who wouldn't have a chance otherwise. And it was made famous by this photo last year of one of the uh, adopted boys who was hugging a Portland cop. 
He was hugging a cop in Portland during a Ferguson uh, protest, and the boy was crying, and the cop looked emotional too. But it became a viral photo. You probably saw it. Even if you don't remember seeing it, you probably saw it. And the the, the women, the two women, the, the married couple, were absolutely available to absolutely every single um, media outlet that wanted to talk to them. And they loved the fact that they were getting attention for adopting these six kids. Well, then, as it turns out, there has been a trail of crumbs over the past couple of years uh, in in uh, Portland and other places they've lived, including when they just moved to Washington last year, that there are indications that the kids were suffering abuse. Washington State Department of Social and Health Services confirmed that a case had just opened. There was another case down in Oregon. Uh, there was a, a child who went to a neighbor um, and, and claimed that she hadn't been fed and was starving and begged the neighbor to leave food in a box near near the edge of the property. Uh, and then a, a similar thing happened when they moved to Woodland, Washington. Woodland is just north of Portland, uh, off I-5, a very rural place. They lived on a huge uh, acreage sort of situation. I don't know if the kids went to school, but they were notified, the two women were notified that they were being investigated by the Washington State Department of Social and Health Services. And up in the state of Washington, they, they don't give you like a lesbian discount. You know, there's no there's no political correctness there. It's it's you're abusing kids or you're not. We don't care who you marry. And so uh, they're uh, evidently and uh, until we know further, all we know is they avoided contact with child services. They left on a road trip unannounced. None of the neighbors. Nobody knew it. In fact, apparently they left animals behind got in the family SUV, um, bombed down I-5, at some point crossed over to PCH, came down PCH, crossed into California, and went off a cliff, found a way to access, and it's not hard. If you come down, if you know PCH, if you've driven the length of California from Pelican Bay uh, down to Malibu, you know there's loads of places. that There's no guardrails. If, there, if the road isn't curvy, there's no guardrails. If you want... To do what they did, you can do it really easily. And so, Especially anyway, an SUV. Yeah. And so, that's all we know is they left Woodland. They did not respond to Child Protective Services. Next thing we know, on Monday, they found this vehicle down there. Everyone inside is dead. Three are missing uh, and presumed dead. And and of course, these women at any point could have pulled over and let the kids out. They could have pulled over to a fire department. They could have pulled over to a, a freaking Wendy's. And they could have put the six kids to, in safety, and they could have just driven. And they could have done the Thelma and Louise, but they they didn't. They're they're scumbags, and they if 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 this is what they did, and and you heard this from CHP, the car went off the cliff at ninety miles an hour, and it was not in the direction of travel of the road. They intentionally went off PCH, and hit ninety, went off the cliff. So that's what happened. Uh, all right, we'll be back just a minute. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits uh, in here till 10 p.m. Uh, when we come back, groping at the library, uh, this time in Laverne. That and more are coming up on KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. KFI AM Forty More stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here. Until 10 p.m., you're listening to the, the silky sounds of red velvet.
This is the uh, the K-pop. Uh, K-pop, if you don't know, is Korean pop, which is the dominant musical style in in Asia right now. The Koreans absolutely dominate popular culture in in Asia right now. TV serials, movies, and music. And uh, so anyway, this is Red Velvet, and uh, they were in North Korea. They performed for Kim Jong-un. Why is it Super Hyper Local uh, Sunday, or why is it Super Hyper Local? Uh, I'll share the video right now. The video was shot at a 100-year-old, a classic 100-year-old house somewhere here in Los Angeles. I just can't figure out where, though. I got to say, it, uh, it, honest, honestly, in the video, the members of Red Velvet, um, each hotter than the last, um, all, all five of them, are ordering pizza from a Los Angeles pizza guy. It's basically, I, I'm, I, I'm here, I'm here to deliver your pizza, but we don't order a pizza. It's that joke, and they're they're basically treating this poor pizza delivery guy like a piece of meat. It's re- it's really really horrible and sexist, and I'm sure he objected to uh, to uh, the casting. So anyway, I, I'm just, I'm tweeting out the video, and if anyone can ID the house, I mean I know there are classic old neighborhoods uh, in L.A. still. I mean, most of them are like in Baldwin Heights and East L.A. and the whole thing. This doesn't look like that. This almost looks like Hancock Park. So if somebody can can tell me where this video was shot. But anyway, this group, Red Velvet, um, performed for Kim Jong-un. And they were told, evidently, because, because they're all uh, young, very attractive women, uh, the, they, they uh, don't wear a heck of a lot of clothes between between the hoo-hoo and, and the cha-chas. So they, they like the, the bare midriff. And apparently in Pyongyang, they were told, add some red velvet, red velvet. Add, uh, and they said, they, uh, the North Korean authorities apparently specifically said, you're putting the belly button on display too much, cover up the belly button. And because we all know that North Koreans are born in the matrix, they don't have uh, belly buttons. And so, uh, so they, all, they covered up. But in their normal habitat, they don't wear a lot of clothes. And evidently... If uh, if you deliver a pizza to them, you may get the bonus plan. There was a report that I was saw earlier where uh, I guess Kim Jong Un's wife was there as well. I've I've never heard anything about her. Here's the deal: she resembles his sister so much oh. that she was probably misidentified for the first couple oh. of years, and then when he started going everywhere with his sister, she was misidentified as his wife. And I'm not. And by the way. And, and I, I, before I get the Korean American, uh, you know, the interest groups emailing me, this is what the news said. This is what the Japanese news have said. This is what the South Koreans have said. Is that his wife happens to resemble his sister? That's all they said. Um, and so he was probably mis. She was misidentified for years, and evidently uh, she was an actress and she was married to someone else. Uh, I, I believe, and I, I, you know, the rule. When Kim Jong Un, uh, when you catch Kim Jong Un's eye, your whatever vows you took at the marriage ceremony probably are are better be pretty damn flexible. It's like medieval times. Yeah, yeah. Or else you're gonna go. You're you're gonna transition from from wife to widow, and then new wife. You probably want to split up for personal reasons or whatever. Yeah, so, but go for the palace. So yeah, he um, the, the red velvet uh, performed there. Kim Jong Un is very very much aware that. Uh, and here's this is one of the weird dynamics um, about uh, Los Angeles, Korea, uh, and and North Korea. Kim Jong Un is aware that his the very same people that he comes from south of the DMZ are absolutely dominating Asian culture right now. There's there's 40 million people 
who are dominating 1.5 billion people's culture uh, in TV, in, in, uh, in um, dramas, movies, and then, of course, in popular music. Boy groups and girl groups are the dominant groups in, in Asia right now. And Kim Jong-un is sitting there saying, I'm not a part of that. I'm, I, I have to shoot a missile to get attention. The people to the south are the hippest, coolest best-looking people in Asia. They're the ones that everyone else likes to watch. The Japanese-Korean dramas are number one in Japan. They're so huge in China that when the Chinese had their little rift with the South Koreans a couple months ago and they stopped showing Korean dramas on TV in China, people went crazy in China. Uh, and these, and I'm talking about, can you imagine, here in Los... In, in, last week, Roseanne got 18 million viewers, right? And ABC... And Hollywood's going crazy about, oh, we need to do shows that actual middle America might watch. That's, that's astounding. Can you imagine getting 800 million viewers? I mean, you can't conceive of that. That literally is a month's worth of TV watching in America. In, in China, Korean uh, live shows, dramas, and movies can easily get 100 million per night, 200 million per night. And, and the, it's, you can't even conceive of that here in the U.S. And so Kim Jong-un is sitting there saying, what the hell am I doing? I'm, I'm just barely eking into my 30s. I'm supposed to be at the, at the high tide of my life. I'm supposed to be out partying and doing I have the same Koreans as, as those people do. How come there's no North K-pop? We, and, the, and they tried. There's this North Korean pop band that's horrible, absolutely horrible, called the Moranbong Band. And they, they sing these horrible songs, and in the background, there's there's graphics of nuclear missiles hitting San Francisco. I'm not making that up. Maybe that's because they don't let him listen to the South Korean K-pop. And, and here's the thing. He does. He knows it. <laughs> he knows all the songs, but he can't let on because no one in North Korea is supposed to be watching this uh -huh. stuff. But they're, they're getting it on thumb drives that are being floated up on balloons. So, yes, the North Koreans know about this music. And they hear it in their own language going, well, I didn't know you could rap in Korean. Oh, good, good golly! Um, so anyway, that that is the LA connection to what happened in North Korea tonight. That somewhere in Los Angeles, this video was filmed. Pretty cool house. I'm going, like I said, I'm going with Hancock Park. If anyone else has a, probably someone out there was on the shooting crew. Who knows? Um, anyway, uh, we'll give you an update on uh, LA Fire's search for a 13 year old boy missing in a, uh, a drainage pipe at Griffith Park. Uh, and more stuff. A whole lot of motorcycle accidents. Very unsafe weekend for motorcycles here in the Southland. That and more coming up. It is Super April Local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. on KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappay with the news. Forty more stimulating talk. The uh, Super April Local Sunday for April first, two thousand eighteen. No April Fools uh, planned uh, so far. And uh, as you hear Michael Chappé saying that the the mayor's of the mayor's crisis team has been dispatched to uh, Zoo Drive here in Griffith Park, where a boy went missing. Around thirteen year old went missing around four hours ago, falling down a drainage pipe. They haven't found. Uh, him and it's a labyrinth down there. So they're uh, apparently they're not absolutely sure that he was flushed out to the LA River. But uh, if if you are uh, coming up I five or coming down I five and you're seeing helicopters all up and down the LA River, that is uh, what what they're looking for. 
Uh, another besides the uh, the suicide of uh, a family of eight, apparent suicide uh, in in Montecito. Something else really weird happening in NorCal in Arcata. I didn't know this, but the only majority Green Party city council in all of America is Arcata. I don't know if the mayor is Green Party or what, but it is. You know, if you've spent time, uh, on, especially on, on the coast in NorCal, you know it is. Hyper hippie. I mean, it's beyond liberal. It's just hyper hippie. And, and it's, it's funny because it is very sort of government get out of my life. It, they're, they're some of the last hippies in America who own guns. But um, it is uh, the first city to uh, ban the sale of genetically modified foods. First to elect a majority Green Party city council. Uh, one of the first to tacitly allow marijuana farming before pot was legal. Well, here's the problem with Arcata. There's a statue of a president standing in the city square in Arcata. And not just any president. And remember now, all the Confederate statues are coming down uh, in the South and uh, the whole thing. And discussions in San, San Francisco, the father, what's his name, statue in San Francisco, where there's that, that uh, Franciscan monk who has two bowing Indians at his feet, and they're embarrassed about that and the whole thing. So they're actually going to alter the Indians and make them just like, one, one's a panhandler, one's going to be pooping on a sidewalk. So they're going to be updating that statue. But in Arcata, there's a president of, I mean, a, a, a statue, full statue, President William McKinley. Well, here's the problem. William McKinley is accused of directing the slaughter of Native peoples in the U.S. and abroad. He was the American president who won the Spanish-American War and kicked the Spaniards out of the Philippines, uh, Cuba and Puerto Rico. And evidently, there's a group of people who feel that McKinley's status as a Civil War Union veteran, William McKinley fighting in the war on, on, the, on the United States, on the Yankee side to defeat the Confederacy, doesn't um, somehow uh, earn him an inoculation against political correctness. Uh, it's because, uh, according to, to some there, um, no, uh, that uh, uh, he directed the slaughter of Native peoples in the U.S. and abroad, uh, he was an imperialist, uh, et cetera. Um, Chris Peters shouted, put a rope around its neck and pull it down. Uh, Mr. Peters, who heads the Arcata-based seventh-generation fund for indigenous people, called McKinley a proponent of settler colonialism who savaged, raped, and killed. So uh, William McKinley. Uh, and, of course, if you know anything about McKinley and you know how he ended up, there is a solution. I think there is a very politically correct solution up there, um, and that is just simply relabel him as a victim of gun violence because he was assassinated, and that's how Teddy Roosevelt became president. Look at you. Look at you, millennials. Who? They named a president after a mountain? Yes, they did. We used to do that. We absolutely used to do that. We would find a mountain, and the uh, well, president would adopt that name. Yeah. So that's how that... Uh, remember when President Rainier and President Shasta... Um, when the, when they uh, unseated each uh, each other, so that's happening in Arcata and whatever it's their city. I think obviously it's it's historically idiot idiotic, and 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 here's the deal: if you start using these rules, if you start using the 2018 rules to to retroactively judge every American president, then I got news for those of you who love Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, if you if you if you go beyond Spielberg's movie. You'll find that Lincoln at one point 
thought about exporting all the black people to Canada. He suspended habeas corpus. He was the closest thing that we had besides Woodrow Wilson to a wartime dictator. So if you want to use these rules, if you, if you want to play by those rules, you know, go ahead. But you're going to be erasing your own history. And also, by the way, erasing your own history doesn't mean the history didn't happen. It just means that you're ignorant and you can't face the truth. That's all it means. So there's, uh, there's that. Well, um, NBC4 a couple months ago did a story on the L.A. libraries that they were dens of, um, of uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, homeless people having sex, washing their private regions in sinks, uh, the whole thing. LAPD took note and, and looked into it, making arrests. Um, people have reported that the L.A. city libraries have been overrun. In, some branches have been overrun. Uh, by homeless. I, I know here in Burbank, they don't get away with that, but Burbank is run a bit different than L.A. Apparently, Laverne is run a little more uh, like L.A. Well, I don't know. There's, bad stuff happens everywhere. It just doesn't happen in Burbank, and they don't charge you for parking, which is a bad thing. It just seems like but, nobody wants to handle the homeless one way or another. I Well, here's the other thing. No one wants to face the absolute truth, which is if you pay for a thing, you get more of that thing. If you continue to right. pour money into a free services hole for the homeless. You don't end homeless. If the homeless have no disincentive to be homeless, if you actually enable them to be homeless, if you make it easier for them to be homeless, they will continue being homeless. Full stop. Yeah, word spreads, and hello. <laughs> I, I was, for some reason, I, I happened to be in Seattle, I happened to be in Portland, and I happened to be in Salt Lake when they reached peak homeless tolerance. And in the case of Portland, they got to a point um, and what it required in Portland was a, a young couple, a 20-year-old and a 17-year-old girl, hung themselves on a train bridge. They were heroin addicts, homeless heroin addicts. They had received free heroin for the city of Portland. What? Um, and as an Amtrak train was leaving Union Station in Portland on what's called the Iron Bridge, there's two bodies hanging by rope right at window level. So they stopped the train, called police, told everyone to lower their curtains. And that's when Portland um, had a... Uh, had a, a a real wake up moment about you know what we caused this we're making it so easy for people to shoot up to be homeless we're we're feeding them and paying them to be homeless when when they don't have to fight for food or think about where they're going to get clothes they spend their days getting heroin and we're causing all these deaths and it was Art Alexakis from Everclear what was it what was the group name Ever what you cover last Ever no 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 but Everclear. Everclear yeah he actually great guy. He actually, he actually came out and he said, look, I spent 10 years as a heroin addict and it should have been only two or three, but I kept getting free clothes and free food and free shoes. And so Portland had that moment and moved on. L.A. will not. And oh, by the way, L.A. has the weather. We don't, this time of year, no one's lying out in the sidewalks in Seattle and Portland. They come down here. Uh, and if you make it easier for them to be here, they'll continue to be here. They will hang out anywhere the water is flowing. Um, now they're right here at the edge of uh, of, of Toluca Lake in, in Los Angeles. I mean, Toluca Lake is L.A., but go right up Riverside. They're sleeping uh, under the, uh, the the 134, right there on the sidewalks. Uh, authorities are asking for the public's help to find a man suspected of groping and sexually harassing women at the Laverne Public Library. More on this uh, next hour. Also, when we come back, the L.A. Times says that Irvine, any of Irvine's Asians are taking care of homeless. Uh, apparently, they have the roadmap to uh, keep homeless out of uh, out of their neighborhood. So uh, there you go. We'll be back right after this. Hour number two of Super Hyper Local Sunday, including uh, El Sportsball Caliente. Kevin Figures will be here to talk about the NCAA championship game next hour. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. 
You know how hard that is to tell somebody you're too old to insert thing here? Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbing. Uh, it looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here till... 10 p.m. And uh, just to uh, wrap this up in Laverne, a library in Laverne, around 12, 13 p.m. Thursday, Laverne officers received a call regarding a sexual battery that happened at the library located at the 3600 block of D Street in Laverne. Officers uh, learned a man entered the library, walked past a woman, and squeezed her butt. This is, by the way, this is the copy. This is from Channel 7. Quote, officers learned a man entered the library, walked past a woman, and squeezed her butt with his hand. And brush his body against hers, close quote. So then uh, he ran. That is called frottage. Frottage. There's actually a word for that. Um, accidents uh, all over the Southland this weekend. Uh, deadly weekend for motorcycles. And wrapping up uh, here at the end, there was an accident on Angeles Crest. Three dead on motorcycles here in the Southland this weekend. And a serious accident on Angeles Crest Highway late this afternoon. L.A. County SEB medevacking the, uh, the single vet, uh, victim there. But, hey, how about that cross on the old 101, huh? That is always smart. Right there in the middle of Hollywood, right there in Coenga Pass. A 48-year-old man was struck and killed by a motorist while he was crossing the 101 freeway in Hollywood on Saturday. The pedestrian was identified as Robert Sanderlin of L.A. Uh, the CHP reported he was crossing from the southbound lanes over the center median and into the northbound lanes just south of Hollywood Boulevard at 10.55 p.m., when he was struck by a 2007 Honda Accord. He was pronounced dead at the scene, to absolutely nobody's surprise. The motorist, a 21-year-old woman, not injured, later told CHP she saw Sanderlin but could not stop in time. And of course, if, if you're a denizen of Hollywood and, and you're on the 101, that time on a Saturday at 10.55, you're either raging on your way to a different party because you're bar hopping or you're raging home before the checkpoints are set up or whatever. But believe it or not, if you've never been on the 101 after 8 p.m., it actually moves. It moves at the posted speed limit. That's one of the most remarkable things about Cahuenga Pass is there, if you're actually going the posted speed limit northbound, you're almost afraid you're going to get air over, over that hump, over that, that over the top of the hill at Cahuenga Pass. Uh, yes, people are going 65 and 70 on the 101 on Saturday night. And um, crossing it, who knows? And also, by the way, that's the other wacky thing about this. Where this was at Hollywood Boulevard, you can walk under the 101. There's multiple places to walk under the 101 at, at Barham. Um, uh, actually, if you walk up Cahuenga, you can walk under the 101. There's a tunnel. There's a tunnel from the, the east side to the Hollywood Bowl. And so this almost... Almost is is just so unnecessary that it it it, uh, it almost seems like it was uh, in, intentional. Pasadena motorcyclist exiting the eastbound 210 in Pasadena Friday night lost control was killed. Single vehicle crash around 7:50 uh, p.m. The victim died at the scene. A uh, really ugly crash on the 14 in Canyon Country. 37-year-old woman and her passenger, a 48-year-old man, were killed when their SUV crashed into a guardrail. 
and overturned on the 14th freeway in Canyon Country. Uh, this was early, early this morning. The crash occurred northbound 14, approaching Via Princesa a little after 12.30 a.m. Uh, Via Princesa uh, uh, bends, and they went off the off-ramp, uh, overturned the 2003 GMC Envoy, at which time the Lancaster residents were ejected onto the ro- roadway and pronounced dead at the scene. And that's, by the way, that's where I am at 12.30 uh, a.m. On, on a Sunday morning when I'm driving home from Dark Secret Place, which is, as it turns out, Los Angeles' number one radio show on Saturday nights, beating a whole bunch of music stations. Wow. Um, I'm, um, I'm, uh, I'm driving home on the 14, and I got to tell you, here's, I'm not, not that I'm calling for more law enforcement, but I'm just saying, if you're an up-and-coming CHP dude and you want to make your name with a whole bunch of uh, a-holes who are, who are highway racing, going way past 90 or 100 miles an hour because I'm doing 75. Um, that is wink, the place wink. to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm going flow of traffic, Your Honor, um, as you see by my dash cam. Um, yeah, the, the street racing from I-5 up over the 14 is sometimes it's so insane that, by and large, I avoid the 14 now. Not because there's cops everywhere. That's the problem. How can Oh, you go to Sierra Highway? Yeah, or I go through Green Valley. There's there's not cops everywhere, oh. and some and and people who are driving, young guys who are driving with GoPro cameras, on on their the hoods and the roofs of their cars, they all want to be in YouTube. They're putting everyone's lives at risk. And and I would say this, from the 170, from 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 where we here are at KFI, you go up to the 170, up to I5, up on the 14, you will make your career with reckless driving. Um, reckless endangerment, whatever the hell. Uh, and because people at 1230, why are they going northbound on the 14 at 1230? Because they're all effed up. Because they were busy snorting meth off their infant son's forehead, you know, at, at, at some restaurant in, in Silmar. And now they're all ripped and drunk and they're coming up the 14. And it's like, I really, I rarely see CHP in the 14. You know, they could catch them. I know they'd have to change state law, but use uh, drones and just get their license plates. Yeah, you could have a motion detector, you know, and uh, and, and and do that uh, as well. Um, homicide: seventy-eight-year-old woman found dead in Hyde Park. Uh, um, uh, originally, it was a little questionable. However, uh, the homicide investigation uh, began in earnest on Friday night after a seventy-eight-year-old woman was found dead inside her home. LAPD said firefighters responded to a call of a woman in cardiac arrest at the apartment at the fifty-nine hundred block of West Boulevard when authorities got on scene. They determined the deceased victim had been assaulted. The victim's daughter said someone broke into her mother's apartment, ransacked the place, and then beat the woman to death. Authorities have not confirmed that information. Mia Brandon said, quote, we just want justice for my mom. She shouldn't have died like that. She should have died of old age, close quote. Police won't comment on how the woman died or a possible motive, but said there was no question that it was a homicide. So, yeah, somewhere somewhere out there, there some dirtbag broke into this woman's apartment. And, and beat to death or caused the death of a 78-year-old woman on uh, Friday night. So uh, so that happened. Uh, plane crash. Uh, authorities are not entirely sure where the plane originated. They do know where it wound up in Santa Paula on Saturday. Two people on board a home-built plane were killed Saturday afternoon when the aircraft crashed into a storage container in the Santa Paula area. According to the Ventura County Sheriff's Department, uh, one witness said, Quote, the plane was flying by, and I was like, oh, look, the plane's going to do some tricks for you. That's not a trick. And then there was a kaboom, and so we all just jumped up, and I yelled for my son, who's a firefighter. We all ran across the street to see if we could help. That was witness Lisa Darling Daniel, 
who said the plane spiraled sideways before it crashed. Unclear what, when the plane, where the plane was coming from, though the crash site was less than a mile from the Santa Paula airport. So uh, that, uh, that happened there. Uh, you, if you're in L.A., you have an election uh, on Tuesday. You get to replace some sexual harassers. Remember Raul Bocanegra? Remember Matt DeBabne? Uh, remember former Assemblyman Sebastian Ridley Thomas? Yes, the son of that other Ridley Thomas. Uh, who, who he, but he resigned citing health reasons. But the other two, uh, DeBabne and Bocanegra, uh, sexual misconduct accusations. So you get to vote for their replacements, and the leading candidates may surprise you. Uh, we'll be, it's, it is the year of the hashtag me too. Uh, we'll be back right after this super hyper local Sunday. Brian sits in here till 10 p.m. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. Six forty more stimulating talk. It is super happy local Sunday. Brian sits in here until ten p.m. Uh, we will update you with whatever LA Fire Department is updating us. Uh, the search for a thirteen-year-old boy who fell into the, the labyrinth of uh, water runoff around uh, the north end of Griffith Park that flows into the LA River, and so we're still still unclear whether or not they're searching in the LA River or not. Apparently, I, I guess they, they would still be pretty sure they are. Yeah, yeah, and so they're assuming the worst that that he. Uh, that the water, the drain water flowing 6 to 10 miles an hour uh, flushed him into the L.A. River. Uh, so uh, they're looking. So uh, another motorcycle crash in, in Vista. One dead, four injured. One person is dead. Four others suffered serious injuries. Yesterday, a crash involving multiple motorcycles in Vista. The crash was around 6.40 p.m. on Saturday, East Vista Way, north of Foothill Drive. This is uh, in San Diego County. The motorcyclists involved in the crash were members of the same motorcycle club, according to San, San Diego County Sheriff uh, uh, spokesperson Matt Gleason. Um, the five were taken to the hospital. One of the riders was flown by helicopter to a local hospital. Another rider, 55-year-old male, had numerous injuries, was immediately transported to Palomar. The 24-year-old driver of the Toyota uh, was not injured. Evidently, he turned... Uh, took a right turn into their path. Uh, he was not injured in the collision, remained at, at the scene during the investigation. The cause of the collision is still under investigation. Alcohol and or drugs are not believed to be a factor. Uh, and so that so a total of about, I think, four people dead on motorcycles in, in, the, uh, in the Southland. Well, Tuesday, do your civic duty. This is going to be one of those elections, one of those single-issue elections, a special election, where probably in, in the districts, it's not going to surprise me if there is less than a 10 or 15 percent turnout. L.A. area voters are going to go to the polls Tuesday in special elections to fill three open assembly seats. Two spots are vacant because lawmakers resigned amid sexual harassment claims because they were asking female employees if they had any openings they could fill. Uh, but candidates say sexual misconduct at the Capitol isn't top of mind for most voters. But that's the thing. No one cares why these guys resigned. It, it barely made the headlines around here, probably because they're Democrats. But um, the those are empty assembly seats. And those are, by the way, the, these are the seats that are preventing the Democrats from having that veto-proof supermajority, where if these three seats are filled again, uh, refilled with Democrats, 
then they will have the ability to pass any and every revenue increase or tax increase, as taxpayers call them, uh, that they want. Candidates and campaign staffers cited homelessness and housing prices as top issues in the area, though no one can figure out what the assembly has to do with housing prices. Several said school safety is also vaulted ahead. Former Assemblyman Raul Bocanegra and Matt DeBabne both resigned among sexual misconduct accusations. Uh, the three men could all be replaced by women, as it turns out. Uh, female candidates are uh, threatening or, or, or leading in the polling. If any candidate in, in, this, in a runoff election like this, anyone who wins more than 50% of the vote on Tuesday wins outright. Otherwise, the top two finishers will advance to a June uh, runoff. And I have no idea. Maybe I'll text John Thomas, our political guru, um, and and ask about that because uh, I don't know if uh, in in that part of the valley I don't know how viable uh, Republicans are I know I know that um, I know that in Matt Debabne's district out there sort of in the further west in the valley uh, a, a Republican would be viable but you know keep in mind we're we're in the valley here with uh, with uh, Adam Schiff. We're about a hundred yards away from Adam Schiff's district. We're in Brad. Sh- Are we in Brad Sherman's? Should I know that? I usually know where I earn my living. Who's what congressman? Uh, whose district I, I earn I'm my in living in? Schiff's in Glendale. Oh, Burbank. Yeah, is- Schiff. Literally, Schiff is down on Alameda Boulevard. You have to walk down to that stoplight, and you're in Adam Schiff's district. And then you know what's really weird? You start leaking stuff left <laughs> and right. The minute you walk into his district, you just start. You can't keep a secret. It's the weirdest thing. You walk up to Ikea, you're just blabbing, just blah, blah, blah. But I want to say we're in Brad Sherman's district. Um, I should probably know that. Clearly, I don't. But they're not part of the special election anyway. So that's going to happen uh, on Tuesday. Well, if you already thought Glendale was too much fun, and, um, and uh, of course, if I say Glendale, I'm just, you know, pimping for time. Because I have to uh, play something. But if you already think that Glendale is uh, is too much fun. It's a riot. Then, uh, boy, do I have news for you. Here's another reason to visit Glendale. The Museum of Selfies is popping up in Glendale. Uh, do you love taking selfies? You're in luck. The first ever selfie museum has popped up in Glendale. The Museum of Selfies is an interactive museum that explores the selfie phenomenon where people can indulge their senses while taking pictures of themselves. It's a place where cameras and selfie sticks are not only welcomed, but encouraged. So that would be the ultimate meta photo is to go and take a picture. Go take a selfie of yourself. Go take it, well, which is redundant. Take a selfie at the Museum of Selfies, uh, which is uh, located right there in... Glendale! Uh, it op- opened today? Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be open Tuesday through Sunday, May 31st. May 31st. And then where? I don't know. It'll it'll probably it'll pop up in some really really annoying inappropriate place like a funeral. But um, t- and by the way, here's the punchline. Tickets are twenty five bucks a person. Wow. Glendale. You know, but but the weird thing is they will fix your iPhone for under fifty bucks, all through Glendale. <laughs> uh, we'll um, be back with the movies when we come back. Also, the men's NCAA basketball tournament championship tomorrow. Villanova and Michigan, our uh, L Sportsball Caliente, Kevin Figures from the Petros and Money Show, also the FNA podcast, will uh, will call in with his red red velvet shorty robe and give us the lowdown on that. Also, Shohei Otani, his first first time on the mound today for the Angels, and did the hapless Dodgers find a way again for the second night in the row? 
to beat the crap out of the Giants. We'll just hold our breath and find out from Kevin Figures when we come back. Also, the rundown uh, from the movies. And uh, have you seen a free couch? On the Twitter machine, go to hashtag have you seen a free couch. I think, I don't want to intimidate anyone, but I, I think I have the winning free couch. It was really a spectacular set. But if you can do better or you want to comment on it, then go to Twitter, hashtag have you seen a free couch. It is the Southland's uh, fastest growing hobby, uh, the, the fingering of, of, uh, of couches. And what did the traffic guy said there was a barbecue somewhere? Oh, really? Last year. I mean, last, uh, last hour, there was a barbecue somewhere off I-5. Uh, we'll be back right after this. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. Michael Chappelle with the news. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is super hyper local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. We're going to try to get, I texted John Thomas, our political guru, to talk to us real, real quickly about this Tuesday election because what was happening are, you know, these three assemblymen, three Democrat assemblymen uh, are, are being replaced because they resigned from the assembly. The Democrats do not have a supermajority to slam dunk tax increases on the 40 million Californians that live in the state of California. So remarkably, we're in a situation where literally a couple hundred people might affect how California taxes California citizens on Tuesday because of these three districts in this off, off, off special election. Uh, and so it really is a test on who is who understands how important this is and who's mobilizing and uh, and who is not. Um, an update from uh, KTLA Channel 5, John Finolio, uh, is that a, a specific technical rescue team. Uh, if you're just joining us, there is a 13-year-old boy who fell down uh, a, a drainage pipe that feeds into the L.A. River uh, at the north edge of Griffith Park at what, what's called, uh, 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 not train town, what's it called? Tra- travel town. And as you drive down the 134, it's, it's southbound, and when you're almost to I-5, you look to your right, there's all those trains. Uh, and they found some abandoned uh, building. They go in, and this kid fell. He was jumping on a board, fell into this pipe. And they're they're assuming that he was flushed out to the L.A. River. So they're searching up and down the L.A. River with helicopters. You're seeing all these L.A. County, L.A. Fire, Burbank, Glendale helicopters with their searchlights on up and down the L.A. River along I-5. But now a team about two hours ago uh, has been lowered into the... Uh, the, 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 the pipes that access where the kid went in. So there is there is no word whatsoever from L.A. Fire about whether or not uh, this is uh, uh, good news, bad news, uh, or whatever. So uh, if we get a resolution while we're on the air, then, uh, then we'll give it to you. L.A. Fire Department, I'll retweet this out about an hour ago. They, they said, if anyone has any information regarding the current whereabouts of 13-year-old Jesse Hernandez, contact LAPD Northeast Station uh, public hashtag public alert, and uh, I'll 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 tweet that out. Uh, there's a photo of the kid, and I'm assuming that they're just covering their bases. That if somehow if the kid found his way out, then he would just wander home or something, and possibly not not report uh, or whatever. Yeah, so, he could be scared, or yeah, whatever. yeah, or he could be hurt, you right. know, and all, and all that. So they're going to go into this Warren of of pipes here at Griffith Park. 
uh, to see if uh, uh, he is stuck in there, and if so, to extract him and get him to uh, to medical aid. Um, all right. Well, he's um, he's paused. Jesus Christ Superstar, I'm assuming, and uh, he has his red velvet shorty robe on. Kevin Figures, the host of the uh, the co-host of the FNA podcast, uh, joins us. He is known here on KFI as El Sportsball Caliente, um, and as as part of our ethnic outreach. Um, and so, by the way, I did I looked that up? Caliente means hot. So we were wondering that last weekend. Wow, that's a great research by you there, Brian. And by the way, Jesus Christ Superstar is being recorded on the DVR while I'm watching American Idol at the moment. Let's get that straight. Really. What? No. What sort of? Oh, okay. You're, that's a joke. No, that's all a joke. I'm not. No. I'm not watching either of them. Oh, I do I, love John Legend. I heard this uh, thing hits it out of the park. Yeah, I've heard it very well. It's just not really my scene. I'm not a big play, but Broadway type guy singing that kind of stuff's not really up my alley. No, no. I'm. I'm, I'm not even that religious. But I'll tell you what. If, if I. If I. If I get my Jesus, I want it updated. I want the Romans mm-hmm. dressed as LAPD like they're doing. <laughs> uh, and I and and uh, and and I want Asian people in the cast because oh no no there are of course because they're keeping it real um, uh, of course hey let's get this out of the way uh, Shohei Otani uh, started for the Angels on the mound uh, tonight how would he do first major league outing as a starting pitcher all things considered considering how poor his he had one in the third way got touched up a little bit gave up a three run home run but then after that retired fourteen of Batters that he faced was hitting up to 99 miles an hour with a gun. So you see, his command was a little bit off. I'm sitting here talking like I'm a major league, you know, manager. Look like he has the demeanor and the stuff of what an ace can be. So all the doubts that people had of him during spring training, I'm not saying he's going to come in and light it up and be like Roger Clemens or anything. A guy looks pretty impressive considering it was his first major league start with so much spotlight being on him. This was nationally televised for the country to see, and he performed pretty well. Good. Hey, go stand by the window because you're breaking up. But no, and also, when when he pitches, he is he he is not um, uh, he he's only going to bat as a pinch hitter, right? Well, or, I mean, as, as a as a DH in the A in the American League. So um, so he's not. So who DHs for him when he's pitching? Hopefully my reception is a little bit better. Uh, he's going to DH on two days bef- up until two days before his start, and he'll never DH the day after a start. So he's going to be looking at a guy that's going to play, you know, three, four days every single week in some capacity. Uh, so he's going to make an impact. And even his first at bat, he actually got a single. Uh, didn't do much after that, but the guy's actually showing some promise of what you know people thought he could be. Uh, when he first came over, it's going to take a little bit of time and probably a little bit more time than Angel fans would like. Uh, but definitely some good signs, especially for him on the mound, because Mike Sosha, their manager, did say the biggest impact Otani is going to have on this club is on the mound above anything else that he does with the bat in his hand. And then uh, let me handle the baseball on this one, because your San Francisco Giants uh, whoa, spectacularly, whoa, whoa. the Giants spectacularly winning Thursday and Friday. Sorry, that was me coughing. Thursday and Friday with. <laughs> Home runs, solo home runs by the amazing Joe Panic, uh, yeah. and I didn't see what happened Saturday or today, but I know that the Giants started out two and zero in this season as uh, underdogs. Uh, but what, what happened yesterday and today? Well, my L.A. Dodgers Brian Suits came back and actually showed some life offensively the last couple of days and got themselves a couple of wins. The Dodgers starting pitching has been phenomenal. You mentioned their first two losses uh, Thursday and Friday, just one nothing. 
solo home runs by the exact same guy, Joe Panic. But the bats woke up a little bit the last couple of days. Uh, Cody Bellinger went deep, two-run blast earlier today, too. So, uh, look, it was going to take a little bit of time. They don't have their offensive catalyst, Justin Turner, in the lineup. That's going to hurt them a little bit. Uh, and even, I believe, K.K. Hernandez said after uh, Friday's game that maybe there was a little bit of World Series hangover, considering they lost Game 7 at home. He says it almost didn't feel like the regular season had started yet. Well, you look at the record and you're 0-2 against your biggest rival, it better start feeling real. And so Kike had a couple of hits yesterday, had a couple of hits today. So the bats are waking up. And for everybody that was panicking, no pun intended, maybe a little bit of a pun uh, intended. Uh, uh. After, yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm here all weekend. They after were posing. Yeah, yeah. So they were pensing. After, yeah, they were pensing, yeah. So after everything that happened the Thursday and Friday, they kind of woke up a little bit. And so uh, hopefully some good signs as they head into, head into the, week, the, uh, the next week coming up. And if people want a fun fact to win your Monday here on Super Hyper Local Sunday, I didn't know this. I thought every possible combination of record has already been set in Major League Baseball. Joe Panic winning two games in a row with a solo home run is the first time that's ever been done in Major League Baseball. Either two games in a row or first two games of a season. I never knew that. Two guys have one guy has never hit solo home runs in two games in a row to win two games in a row. And that is I, isn't that astounding? Yeah, I mean, considering Methuselah was playing Major League Baseball back in the day, you thought it would have happened yeah. between then and now. That's insane. Um, all right, the NCAA men's tournament, Loyola Chicago. Clearly, uh, University of Michigan uh, hates the Lord Jesus, and <laughs> they defeated the Loyola Chicago uh, Ramblers. And uh, so off they go in shame. Uh, so Michigan is going to face Villanova. Villanova shooting threes all over Kansas last night. And uh, so uh, we're, this winds up with Villanova beating Michigan by 30 points, doesn't it? I don't know if by 30 points. This is like your classic, you know, immovable object versus the irresistible force. You have a, a top defense versus a top offense. So it really is a classic matchup when you think of it. Michigan, classic Big Ten basketball. They play ugly. They beat you up. They try to keep the game low scoring. And Villanova is like the Golden State Warriors of college basketball. Where they want to fly up and down and shoot a bunch of three-pointers. So actually, if it plays out the way it should, we can be in, our, in line for a pretty entertaining matchup. Unless, Brian, of course, Villanova happens to get hot. Because you know, a lot of times good offense beats good defense. So if they're draining threes, it doesn't matter what uh, Michigan does. But I expect it to be a closer game than Villanova just running them off the floor like they did to Kansas. I mean, literally all five starters. I mean, this is unheard of. Literally all five starters for Villanova had at least two three-point shots. Sure did. Uh, it's a, that's that's a astounding. Issue. So it's, yeah, a, it's they, a different game. It is. It is. And that's where the, where the game has gone to the pro level all the way back to college now. So much so. That they're talking about moving back to college three-point line going into next season. They actually experimented with that in the NIT, which you know three people watched. But this is why they experimented with it because very few people give a, you know care about it. Yeah. Uh, but they actually moved. They they widened the lane on the interior and they also expanded the three-point line. And don't be surprised if this is something they write into the NCAA you know bylaws coming up in the next couple of seasons. Yeah, and that's why Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, uh, who attended uh, the Washington State University, was Mr. Basketball mm -hmm. here in California. That's why they just are dominating because they uh, they nail the threes. All right, Mate. L Sports Bowl Caliente uh, Kevin Figures uh, at and by the way your your, your Twitter feed is at kfig right at kfig one still trying to trying to pry away the at kfig from another person but that's it's about a seven year process that's likely going to be ongoing. Um, all Oakley Oakley uh, the oh. FNA uh, podcast Kevin Figures is part of the Petros and Money Afternoon Show on KLAC your home of the Dodgers AM five seventy down the hall here. Uh, in the iHeart Media Complex. All right, uh, go back to Jesus Christ Superstar. Will do, sir. Thank probably you ten, you're probably watching Ten Commandments, weren't you? Oh, I love Ten Commandments. I know. Who doesn't love that eight-hour epic? Who Yul, doesn't love Charlton Heston? Yul Brenner.
Yeah, that's right. Hello. Absolutely. Don't smoke. Uh, all right. Uh, take it easy. All right, there he goes. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Uh, Kev, uh, John Thomas, our political guru, said he can join us and talk about these three races on Tuesday, if they really are this pivotal, to either prevent a Democrat supermajority or, if you do want to tax the living crap out of me, retain or get back that Democratic supermajority with three special elections here in L.A., on Tuesday, it is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits back right after this. KFI M640. More stimulating talk. Michael Chappé with the news. KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Suits in here one last time here until... 10 o'clock, and we'll get to Have You Seen a Free Couch? And again, my contribution, if you follow me on the Twitter machine, at Dark Secret Police, or just go to hashtag Have You Seen a Free Couch, then you too can participate in the fastest-growing phenomena here in the uh, the Southland. Uh, George Nury, Coast Coast, is up next uh, here at midnight. Uh, he, and he is live in, in L.A. We'll check in with him uh, in a second. But look at this, our political guru John Thomas, we shined the John Thomas beacon into the night sky, and, and you've answered. I wouldn't miss it. Bat John. All right, so special election on Tuesday. L.A. and the Valley. Uh, three seats. The the Ridley Thomas seat um, is up, the DeBabne, and then the Bocanegra seat. If I read this right, okay, these are the three seats that if Democrats retake them, they have a supermajority in Sacramento, a veto-proof supermajority, correct? That's correct, until... Uh, until the upcoming election cycle where Republicans have the opportunity to break that. If they can take back that seat that young Kim lost, um, they, they can uh, they can retake or break the supermajority. But you're right. They will regain it if they take these seats. And so, correct me if I'm wrong, in Assembly District 39, there's a whole uh, raft of Democrats running, but just one Republican, Ricardo Benitez, in 45, which was DeBabne's district, there, Dennis Zine, who apparently runs for absolutely everything, but Dennis Zine has the most name recognition. But then uh, Democrats, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Democrats, and again, one Republican. And then in the L.A. district, in Ridley Thomas's district, uh, again, there's one, two, three, four, there's five Democrats and one Republican. Is Are the Republicans, because if no one gets 50%, the top two go to a runoff. Is that the Republican strategy, is to put one Republican there and pray that enough Republicans turn out on Tuesday to get him into the runoff? That's exactly the strategy. I mean, Brian, you hit it on the head. Uh, it's that the Democrats slice up their vote. They only have one running, that there's enough of a block, although ever so small, uh, to sneak in. That's that's exactly the strategy. And we'll see if it's effect- it works. I, I, I think it actually has a decent shot at it. And it's certainly in the Valley it does. Yeah, um, it, it does. It, it's not something that can work everywhere, but uh, but yeah, it, it might work in the valley, and so we'll see. Also, remember, uh, these seats are are uh, tarnished with the reputation of the Me Too movement of the outgoing the, the the incumbents that left office. So there is a really good story to tell there as well about how we need a, sh- a shift in leadership, and we can't send the same kinds of electives as we've been sent. Um, and so will we uh, will we know the results of this late Tuesday night? Yeah, we should we should have a good feeling uh, absentee ballot. The polls close the day, as everybody knows, uh, and absentee ballots 
the early vote will be released probably about 9.15. And then I'd say by 10 or 11, we'll have a good idea. Because my fear, as you know, is the Registrar of Elections in L.A. County once threw a gubernatorial election and didn't count my vote in 2004 in the state of Washington, and he awarded uh, the Democrat loser, he awarded her on her third recount uh, a a victory by by discovering missing ballots that uh, that no one had seen, and he got just enough to get her elected. He was promoted— with becoming the registrar right. of elections here in L.A. County. His name is Dean Logan. Yeah, Dean he, Logan. That's he, right. he lied on his resume. He only went to a community college. I, I, go way, I go way back with this guy, and I go back to Prop H last year. I don't think Prop H got two-thirds yes votes, but suddenly it did. I don't, I don't trust this guy. Um, so uh, it, it, I don't know. I just, I got, well, yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I think if – let's look at the margin before we start jumping to conclusions on this. Um, and, and that's why you also want poll watchers as the ballots are being counted. And make sure not, if, if you haven't voted, of course, vote. But if you're a, if you're a uh, late by mail uh, voter, try not next time to be try to be an early <laughs> vote by mail voter so that things don't late ballots don't get stuck in the in the mail, uh, the post office so that the. Uh, Dean Logan's of the world don't have an opportunity to uh, ignore boxes of later right. Yeah, and since they don't even ask for ID when you vote here to, or even register, and you can register with a preliminary. Which which oh. is amazing, Brian. I mean, I, 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 uh, I'm I registered to vote in Los Angeles, and when I show up, I think I'm the only Republican voter in my in my area. And when I, sh- when I show up, um, they ask me, which is just remarkable— um, they, uh, you know, I tell them my name and then they'll go, are you John Thomas of such and such? And I'll go, no. And then they'll say, oh, okay. Are you John Thomas of such and such? I go, no. And then I ask them, well, would you, have, if I had said yes, would you have given me a ballot? And they said, yeah, of course. I mean, it's unbelievable, Brian, that people could so easily commit voter fraud. Yeah. Well, I know where I'm going to be Tuesday. What? I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm admitting to nothing. But I just I just might be in the West Valley on Tuesday for some reason. Like it yeah. probably shopping at REI, something like that. I don't know. You never know. Uh, all right, JT. Thanks for uh, joining all us right. here. Short, short notice. Thanks, Brian. Um, all right, uh, r- real quickly. Uh, my contribution to Have You Seen a Couch is up there at hashtag Have You Seen a Couch. It's like a full living room set that was on the side of the road. It was dry. It was brand new. It had not been in the rain. Had some torn up couches, but man, I got to say, it looked it looked it looked impressive. We heard the traffic guy earlier tonight said there was a barbecue somewhere on the side of I-5. Uh, but Joey Murata, what have you seen? And you can't recycle the old stuff. Yeah. Yes, recycling. Where was that barbecue? <laughs> no one's on the five. No yeah, one... it was near the East LA Interchange. Yeah. The barbecue grill. Yeah. Always at the end of the month, we find furniture and appliances because people are moving. Are we talking like propane or what kind of uh, barbecue? <laughs> Just said a grill, so I'm not sure. Oh, a sure. grill? Yeah. Okay. But somebody hit it, of course. Well, you you know what? This is your first entry. That's a solid entry. That <laughs> yeah, was very solid. Murata doesn't get to uh, incumbent in that same thing. He's been winning with the last three weeks. Um, uh, Brian, uh, learning, learning the ins and outs of engineering. No, I got nothing. I keep seeing the same one. Oh, that doesn't count. And Josh? West Valley, same guy putting out furniture. Same uh, thing. No, nothing same new. Guy. The same neighbors with the same furniture. <laughs> yeah, That's care. all they do all day. Uh, all like... right, Michael Chappé, here's the deal breaker. <laughs> same darn couches. I got to say, if you go to Twitter, at Dark Secret Place, go to hashtag, have you seen a free couch? I, I think I win. I, I believe I win. So Different uh, story next week, for sure. All right, we'll see. Um, all right, everyone, keep your eyes peeled. 
Uh, thanks to Joey Murata, producer, and Brian, who has no last name, the uh, who's learning to be an engineer, Josh Saylor, and Michael Chappay. We'll see you here Tuesday morning uh, for uh, Tactical Tuesday with Bill Handel. Brian Suits here, out KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. George Nuri is up next.